but greetings uh, and how great it is for me to be here and to join you in worship today. Uh, God is so good. I, I want to thank you all as a, as a church family uh, in helping us extend the kingdom of God in Ghana and now recently taking the church to almost some of the West African nations. And so uh, today's uh, message title uh, is the kingdom, kingdom priority, kingdom priority. And um, we read in Luke uh, chapter 17, verse 20 to 21, and one day the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the kingdom of God come? And Jesus replied, the kingdom of God can't be detected by visible, you know, signs. You won't be able to say, here it is, or it's over there, for the kingdom of God is already amongst you. You know, over 29 years ago, I was attracted to Woodhill Church, you know, by the simpleness, but yet the great mission of honoring God by making more disciples for our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this attracted, attracted me to Woodhill when I was a student at Bethany, you know, College of Missions, now Bethany Global University. And I stand here today to thank you all as a church for really partnering with us to take this gospel, you know, to Ghana. And that is when we went back in 1995. Now, church, God is bent on reconciling the whole world, the entire world, you know, to himself through Jesus Christ, the king of the kingdom. And he wants to do this by the instrument of the church. And guess what? You know, God invites us all today to join him on this journey of reconciling the whole, everything unto himself. You know, I want to tell you, in 1997, I was, uh, 1977, I was 12 years old, and I went to visit my grandfather's village with my dad. And at that age 12, I wanted to go to church, and I went to my dad on Sunday morning, and I said, Daddy, uh, it's time for us to go to church. And my dad looked at me and said, Son, uh, in this village, there is no church. And looking at uh, my dad, I said, Daddy, no, that cannot be true. That cannot be true because uh, we are coming from a town that is full of churches. How come there is no church here? And I told my dad I was hearing music coming from the background if that is not a church. He told me, no, that is not a church and that people worshiping idols. And when he said that, that these are people who have come from all over, you know, Ghana to this place to pay homage to the ancestors and to sacrifice to the idols and to thank the idols for what you know, they have, you know. And so I said, Daddy, well, if they are worshiping idols, why not? Let's go and share the gospel with them. And in 1977, my dad looked at me and said, son, you're only 12 years old. Wait till you grow up. And when you grow up, you can come back and bring them the gospel. Well, 1995, the Lord sent us back after we finished Bethany uh, College of Missions. Now Bethany Global University went back to Ghana to start our work. And today, as we speak, we have many, many churches started in Ghana into West Africa. And yet still, God is still, you know, in the business of reconciling the whole world to himself. You know, today's message title, you know, Kingdom Priority, Jesus said a lot about the kingdom than any other topic. He started his work by announcing the kingdom, and he called his followers, putting before them the kingdom. And at the last, you know, 
uh, days of his life here on earth, while he was living this, work, this world, Jesus again called his disciples and he told them, go into all the world, go into all nations and extend this kingdom. Friends, I want you to know that we are citizens of a kingdom that is not birth here on earth. We are citizens of a kingdom that is from above. And because we are citizens of this kingdom, you know, we must look like, like citizens of the kingdom. We must speak like citizens of the kingdom, and we must serve like members of this kingdom. And Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and, and its righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Woodell, we understand what this means, right? And that is why here at Woodell, we are challenged to pray, but not only to pray for the lost, but also share the everlasting love of God to all people. And that is why we know how to do this. And we know how to share this great love we have received to the least of these. And so as kingdom members or kingdom citizens, we, we know how to turn everyday conversation, every ordinary conversation into a gospel conversation. We know how to turn every conversation, you know, into a kingdom conversation here at this church. You know, the Christian life is, 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 is so satisfying when we live for the kingdom and do things for the kingdom. You know, how did we get into the kingdom? How do we get in? You know, I love what Paul talks about it in Colossians uh, chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. Paul says this. He said, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Who rescued us? God rescued each one of us. Today, he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. And the Bible says, Paul said, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Friends, what an honor to be part of this great kingdom of our God. And in this kingdom, we have redemption, right? Our sins are forgiven us, right? And not only that, but we have this hope for eternity. You know, we are not members of this kingdom by natural means, as you can tell, but that we have been rescued. God has rescued us from the dominion of this world and brought us into this kingdom. When I talk about the kingdom of God, I, I'm not referring to it in geographic terms, but the rule and reign of the Lord Jesus Christ as king over all things. It is a kingdom that is characterized by righteousness, peace, and joy, where the entire universe, you know, our nation lives to love this our God and worship our God alone. But we know that as we speak today, not all nations are worshiping our God. Not all nations are serving Jesus Christ the King. You know, recently here at Woodhill Church, you know, we study the book of Daniel. And, and as when we read Daniel, Daniel began painting a picture of kingdoms rising and kingdoms falling. But this kingdom I'm talking about is that, that we have entered in. It's an everlasting kingdom. It has no end, and yes, shall swallow up all other kingdoms of this world. And that is the kingdom we are talking about. And listen to me today, will you? Because you know what? The world and all that is in it one day will come to a grinding halt when the very person who holds all things together decide to come with a new earth 
and a new heaven. And so all human instituted kingdom will cease. Friends, Paul, uh, Daniel talk about the longevity of the kingdom. And we read in Daniel chapter 4, verse 3, and he reads, How great are his signs, how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to generation. Folks, this kingdom that we have entered in will never end. And then we look at Daniel talks about the scope of the kingdom. You know, again, if you turn to Daniel chapter 7, verse 40, it says, And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom and all people's nations. I love that. I love that. All peoples, all nations, and listen to this, all languages should serve him. And Daniel said his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. And his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. You know, though our world today is going through a lot, brothers and sisters, our world is going through a lot of challenges from wars to famine to starvation to, you know, shortages of food, especially to us from in Africa, to floods, to earthquakes, hurricanes, and even most of our world or countries or nations going through recession. The troubles of our world seem endless, isn't it? But we are not surprised because Jesus forewarned us. Jesus, he told us that this will happen. In fact, if you read Matthew 24, Jesus said it. He said, you will hear of wars and rumors of war, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, Jesus said. But the end is still to come. Nations will rise against nations. That doesn't sound familiar. And kingdom against kingdom, there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of the birth pains. In other words, Jesus is saying, you know, the worst is here to come. He not only forewarns us, but one thing Jesus also did is that he gave us a profound, a profound promise. And I love what John said. John said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But Jesus said, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. And today, I want to be put before you the kingdom priority. We have a priority. The king has a priority. The king has a goal. He has a mission. And today, I want you to know that the God of this kingdom has only one mission. And that mission is his singular priority. Daniel tells us, and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom. And all peoples, I love it, all peoples, all nations, and languages should serve him. Friends, today God has only one purpose or goal, and that is that he wants all people, all nations, all languages, all tribes serve him. As I said, this is not yet. Not all knee bow to Jesus. In fact, almost half of the world population, we are talking about 3.369 billion, are considered unrich. That is, you know, they have no access to the gospel, no access to the church, no access to gospel witness. We are talking about, brothers and sisters, 42% of the world population represented 7,417 people groups of our world. They are waiting. They are waiting for the church. Friends, this morning I want us to look at the three M's of every kingdom. You know, I want us to look at it. 
And, and, and Paul said, you know, every knee bow and every tongue confess when they hear the name Jesus. But we know that is not true because, you know what? Not every knee bows today. Not all nations are found in the kingdom that we have found ourselves in. Every kingdom has a monarch. Every kingdom has a sovereign ruler that rules and reigns in that kingdom. Recently, you know, all eyes were on Great Britain where we saw the passing of a great leader and one most revered monarchs of our days. It became clear that, you know, without the success of the British people, Rick Scales and the Commonwealth group of nations without a leader and without a message. And so for the monarch to remain intact, Charles must ascend the throne. But friends, today the kingdom I'm talking to you about is the kingdom that is here near and far. It is a kingdom that is for all people, all nations, all tribes, and all languages. In fact, we read from Revelation 11:15. it says, Then the seventh angel shouted his trumpet, and, 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 and with loud voices called out in heaven, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. Praise the Lord. And he will reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sit on the throne before God fell on their face and worshiped God. Friends, what a glorious trumpet call every disciple is, is, is waiting for. Every kingdom-minded person is looking for. We are waiting for that, right? We are waiting for that trumpet call. But before that day comes, we must continue on doing what the Lord, our master, and our king desires and wishes. And that is that he wants all nations all people, all language, and all tribes saves. This is the desire of the king. Habakkuk, in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14, it reads, For the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will, will fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. Friends, this is glorious. This is the desire of God. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord fill the earth, the entire universe, as the water covers the sea. In fact, Peter tells us what the word of the Lord, the king, is. Listen carefully. And, and Peter said this. He says in 2 Peter 3, 9 to 10, he said, The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some of you count slowness, but is patient toward you, not willing for any to perish, but all to come to repentance. You know, friends, the spiritual injustice must stop. You know, and the church must rise up. We must rise up and, and, and take up the lead to seek the laws, to find the laws, and, and to save the laws at all costs. Why? Because God desired that all come to repentance. For Jesus came, and he came to do what? To seek and to save that which was lost. And so Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I, I'm sending you too in John 20, 21. No matter how fancy buildings we build in our days here on earth, brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that one day the earth and all that is in it shall be burned. But what will last throughout eternity is God's kingdom. And he wants all people, all nations, and all languages and all tribes found in that kingdom. You know, I want to ask this question. Why should we keep on sending missionaries to rich nations? Why should we keep starting churches where churches exist, where there are millions of people waiting for the church? 
Why should the unrich die every day without knowing that Jesus died for them? We must do church differently today, and we must send missionaries differently, and we must do missions differently today if we want God's kingdom to cover all nations, all people, all tribes, and all languages. Missions cannot be business as usual. God wants all nations saved. Friends and family of Woodhill Church, this is it for us, right? We are intentional about praying to the Lord of the harvest, aren't we? This is how we know how we to pray. We pray for the loss of the harvest. And, and we are intentional about adding feet to our prayers to serve the weak, the poor, the voiceless, and the least of these, right? We, we are intentional about sharing the everlasting love of God as a church to all people, right? We know how to do that as a church. We know how to do that. Here in the Twin Cities, you know, alone, I'm told that there's about 120, you know, different language, language groups that are here in the Twin Cities. In fact, the fact is the world is coming to you or the world is here. And so we must pray intentionally and we must share purposefully and we must serve widely for that is the desire of the king. So every king has a monarch and every kingdom also you know, every kingdom has a monarch and every kingdom, you know, has a message. And friends, this is it. The message of the king is our message. I always say that the messenger is the message of the kingdom. You know, why do we pray and why do we share? And how do we serve? It is by making our everyday conversation and our every action a kingdom focus or a kingdom conversation and a kingdom action. You know, would a church to pray for the unreached, to pray for the nation, to pray for the lost is a message. To share with the unreached people is a message. And to serve the least of these is a message. Friends, the message is the messenger. But then do you know that Jesus Christ is waiting for us? He is not coming until we have taken this life transforming message to the whole world. In fact, Matthew tells us in Matthew chapter 24, verse 14 says, and this kingdom and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Again, I want to say Jesus is, is waiting for us for the church to finish our, the, our tax of taking this glorious message of the kingdom to all nations. You know, I want, you, I want you to know that your room in heaven is already prepared for you. God has already prepared your room. When Jesus said, I am going to prepare a place for you, I want to tell you today, he said it's over 2,000 years ago, Jesus has finished preparing your room for you. What Jesus is waiting for is that he's waiting on us as a church to do our part and to take this message of the kingdom to all nations and all people. So every kingdom has a monarch, and every kingdom has a message, and every kingdom has a messenger. Guess what? We are all God in a house to reach out to the world around us with the love of God, to make his love tangible, you know, and to share our very lives, you know, with the rest of the world outside the kingdom of God. 
Again, every disciple, as we know how here in this church, we know that we are on a mission for Jesus Christ. We are sent by Jesus. We are all on a mission for God. That is why here in Wooded, we say here, near, and far, isn't it? That wherever we find ourselves, we are for and about the kingdom and doing the kingdom bidding and kingdom business. And so we live intentionally and we speak purposefully and we share intentionally and share widely. Jesus said in John 20, 21, he said, as the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. And Paul said, when Jesus came, this is what he came to do. When the Father sent him, this is what he came to do. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. If this is, if this is why Jesus came, then he tells us, this is what I am sending you. And so Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. We must, we must intentionally seek the people groups in our neighborhoods here in the Twin Cities. We, we must be intentional about starting discovery groups in our neighborhoods, in our homes, turning our homes into discovery groups, in our small groups, and, and, and studying the scriptures. We, we must be intentional about reaching out to the lost around us and sharing the love of God to all people and praying that God will save many soon and soon, and soon. Every messenger of the kingdom is attractive, is winsome, and credible. How? Well, by making our, our spirituality radiant, visible, and brighter, so that all people, and all language, and all nation will see it. In fact, we must become credible, and winsome, and attractive to the world around us, right? We must. And Jesus said, let your light shine before men that, that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Oh, brothers and sisters, when we pray, we pray that kingdom come. And, and when we share, we share your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, and, and when we serve, we serve as we know how, as we have been served by the king of this kingdom. Letting our light shine is simply living as kingdom citizens by speaking out for the voiceless, by helping the poor and the needy, by defending the weak, you know, lending hands to the immigrants that are coming to you, and truly making tangible the everlasting love of God to the least of this. So that one day Jesus will tell us, come you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Friends of Woodell, this is it for us. This is it for us. You know, there we have it, brothers and sisters. Our king has a singular purpose. He desires all nations worship him. And this must be our singular focus. You know, Psalm Texas, Psalm 86, verse 9 says, All the nations you have made will come and bow before you, O Lord, and they will glorify your name. God desires all nations to be saved. Well, what can we do this week, next month, and next year? Well, we can do five things. Number one, we can pray intentionally. 
And number two, when we seek, we seek intentionally. And number three, when we share, we share extensively and broadly. Number four, we serve and serve widely. And five, we can give and give generously. Why should we do that? Because, my brothers and sisters, God depends on us. We must pray for many to be saved soon. Seek the loss, for it won't happen if we are not looking out for the loss and looking for the loss. We must share because no one can share our stories better than us. We must serve as we have been served by the king of the kingdom, laying down his life for us. And do you know why we pray, seek, share, and serve with our lifestyle here, near, and far? Well, we do so because Matthew 25 tells us, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, guess what? He says, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. And brothers and sisters, guess what happens? I love this. He says, and all nations, all nations will be gathered before him. Just think about it. This is it. It's glorious. It's glorious. And, and John said, I, I, I saw a multitude do great, too great to count, from every nation, every tribe, every language, and people standing before the throne. And so, friends, we have a greatest service we can give to our world. And what is that greatest service we can give to our world? The greatest service our world needs is to live as royal priesthood. Okay? Seven, sharing, praying, and seeking intentionally for the lost. For that is the desire of the king of the kingdom. May the Lord bless you, and may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Amen.